Hello everyone and welcome to Synergy the Commander Show. I'm Henry. And I'm Anton. In this show we will be talking about ways to get your decks better just using a small amount of money, set reviews, and deck reviews. This episode we will be talking about the best budget cards in each color. How this will work is we have each color sectioned off then each category of a color. So we have ramp, draw, removal, best budget in general, and then just best top card. So starting it off, we have white with removal. The first card that we were going to be talking about with removal is swords to plowshares. It is one white for an instant that says exile target creature, its controller gains life equal to its power. So why this is really good is because it's a great rate. Some removal spells like murder, a common one, is two black and one destroy target creature. This is one white. And it also messes up graveyard synergies because it exiles it, which means it's not going to be able to go into the graveyard. It will permanently remove it for the whole game, which is really strong. Also, life, which in some other formats, standard, modern, draft, matters a lot. Commander, you have twice the life of those formats that I just listed. So, Swords to Plowshares is a lot more powerful. And also, it's one mana. You don't have to worry about holding up a bunch of mana to play. You can still have a play for the rest of the turn. And then, like, oh, at the end of the turn, you just, whenever you want, you want to just exile something. Yeah. So, like, for some cards like Murder, when you want to play it in an instant, you are holding up three mana. And for three mana, you can do a lot of stuff. And holding up three mana also is suspicious, and people are going to be like, oh, he probably has something up. But with Swords to Flashers, one mana is super easy to have up. All three mana is like, oh, you're always going to be able to do something with three mana, one mana. You just Every game, you're going to have at least one mana extra at some point. And you can just always be like, oh, cool, now I have my Swords to Flashers in my pocket. So for our next card in removal, we have Path to Exile. It's one mana, exile targeted creature. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle it. Now, I think this is a great card, again, because it is one mana, and you're just getting rid of something either early in the game, you can get rid of it, and you it's an instant. So you, they won't be suspicious of you holding up one white mana. It's not like Counterspell, where they see those two blue mana and they're like, oh, that's definitely Counterspell. So I think this is definitely worth than Swords to Plashers because Swords to Plashers, like if something gains five life, paying five life to get a land is like not a bad deal. And Path to Exile, you want to play it on turn two because somebody has an aggressive start with a good creature. Yeah, yeah. It feels horrible. It's like, oh, cool. You can rampant growth now. That's not good. Swords to Plashers, just a little life is insane. They're never going to care about that. Like, you're playing Shocklands and Fetchlands, which just yeah. usually lose you life on effect, while Path to Exile gets you a land. So I think Path to Exile is probably better on turns like four and above, but still, if you really need to, turns one, two, three, it's insane. So next, we're going to have Ramp, and the first card is Knight of the White Crown. It is two white for a 2-2 two, two that says, when it enters the battlefield, if an opponent has more lands than you, search your library for a planes and put it onto the battlefield. The key things about this card is it doesn't say put onto the battlefield tapped. I think it actually matters that it is a non-basic planes. It doesn't say look for a basic planes. You can find your shock lands and triumphs, but it is this is a great card, and white has been struggling with room, like everything for a long time. And I think this is one of those cards that's kind of like, oh, cool. We're getting you back into the flow of things again. 
I think the, the the biggest downside that you see is just double white. It's just like, yeah. that's imposing. You're playing five colors and you're like, I'm not getting that. Or you compare it to a green and a colorless or just like a green for a creature. It's like much, it's much more imposing. Yeah. And as a bonus, it's just a 2-2 with first strike. Then you're getting this great boost where it doesn't enter the battlefield tapped. So you can maybe play something else if you're playing this turn three or something. I also think this is good because when you reanimate effects, like, you're just like, oh, in your, I don't know what reanimation your deck, but you're playing white and you're like, okay, I need more mana. I'll reanimate this. Get another land. I think what does matter, though, is in when you're playing green and you're ramping with lands, it says if an opponent controls more lands than you. That's a key text. So in white, you're normally not getting that many lands, so it's normally not a downside. But when you're playing with green and you're going cultivate, far seek, and you're just like, shoot, I just have a two mana, two, two vanilla creature. That's not good. So if you're playing green, you probably don't want to play this, but I think in like white, in white, two color without green, I think this is a great card. The next card we're going to be talking about is Keeper of the Accord. It is one white and three for a human soldier. That is a three, four. It says, at the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more creatures than you, create a one, one white soldier creature token. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more lands than you, you may search your library for basic planes, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. I think this card is exceptional. It gets you creatures. It gets you mana. It's a four drop. It's a decent rate. I think you play this on turn four. This card's going to get you so much value. You, you're going to get like two lands, four one ones for four mana on a three, four body. That's insane. I think even if yeah. you're playing green, I think this card, I think this card's good in green too. Like it's so good. Also, it's when, if they control more creatures and more lands than you, which means, first of all, white, we all know with white and ramp, not the best. Yeah, for sure. Turn four, turn five. To just get back in the game and, you know, like, get some lands and you just get back in the game. And if you're behind, this is a great play and it's a great card in general. Also, especially if you're playing budget, this card's even better because you're not having access to the best cards. So when you can play a card that makes when your opponents have advantages, you have a better deck. Then, oh yeah, that's really good because you're not going to have the advantage normally. So, if you can get advantages from your opponent's advantages, you're, you're rocking it, and you're doing great. The next section we're going to be talking about is draw. We only have one white card for this section, because white is not as strong as draw in draw as other things. This card is cut a deal. It says, each opponent draws a card. For each card your opponent drew in this way, you draw a card. It is one white and two for a sorcery. This is good in white, at least, because each opponent gets a card, and you're getting three. So you think, okay, your opponents are getting three resources, and you're getting three resources. This doesn't seem very effective. And then you notice, oh yeah, they're each getting one card, and you're getting three cards. That's crazy. (laughs) And it's not like a great card. You're never going to play this in a blue deck. You're just going to play blue draw or black. You're going to play black draw. Because those have so much better draw than white. (laughs) I think even in Boros, you might not play this. I think there there might be a cutout in red, but maybe maybe Boros. But it's it's not a great rate. For mono-white, this is a must-include. If you don't play this, you're an absolute bonehead. So I I think this card's pretty good though. In mono white, white red, you get three cards. Their opponents get your opponents get one card apiece. Fine card, 
worth playing in white, and it's like 15 cents. So super budget. So like, if you're playing other colors, if you're playing a budget deck, it may be good. But if you're you don't want to play it in like a expensive deck with blue and black, which have way better draw. The next section we will be talking about is the best budget card in white in general. The card that I think is the best budget card in white is Thalia, Guardian of Thraban. She is one and a white for a 2-1 legendary creature human soldier with first strike. And she says non-creature spells cost one more to cast, one colorless. So I think this is actually exceptional. I think this is this is CDH viable, which is competitive, Commander, um, because it makes everything more. And creatures are not more, and white is normally a lot of creatures, not a lot of non-creature spells. So this is going, if you can pay two mana and have to pay an extra three mana this game and have your opponents combined have to pay an extra 30 mana, that's a pretty good rate. That's one for 30, for one for 10 mana. That's an exceptional rate. Yeah. On a 2-1 with first strike, which isn't seem that good. And dropping this on turn two is just like, oh, cool. I have a blocker. I'm making everybody else slower. Probably me not that much slower. So it feels good. Also, the main thing is it slows down your opponent's ramp, like uh, Cultivate, <laughs> Rampant Growth, Arcane Signet, and yours are like Knight of the White Crown, Keeper of the Accord. They're creatures. Your Theirs are not. You're definitely slowing them a lot. It helps you build up. But then when it says non-creature spells cost one more to cast, white, known for creatures, not known for non-creatures. If other people are playing blue, that makes like... All those great cards that makes like counterspell now costs three. Definitely recommend getting this card. It's if you have the $25 to pay for this card, it's we think the best staple in well, tied between two, but we think it is like the best staple in white. Um, uh, yeah, this is good. It gets you mana. It makes your opponent have to pay mana if you don't want to get mana. And you play this turn four, let's say. Your opponent goes around. Each of them draws a card for their normal turn. They're not paying for this because they have brain cells. So you get three treasures from that. Another person also casts Divination, which is a blue and two for a sorcery that says draw two cards. You create two more treasures. Yeah. Another person plays an opt. You create another treasure. You just played four mana for six treasures. In one round. You get it. There's a lot of card draw in Magic. In this day and age, people are finding ways to draw lots and lots of cards. And there are lots, a lot of very expensive cards that now they're finding super annoying because you're just ramping. Yeah. So, good card. Get it, if you can. The other it's not budget, though. It's not budget. The other card we're going to be talking about today is Esper Sentinel. It is one white for an artifact creature, human soldier. It is a 1-1. One, one, and it says whenever an opponent casts a non-creature, their first non-creature spell each turn, they have to pay X, where X is S for Sentinel's power, or you draw a card. It is a 1-1, so it's only one mana. But think about this. You play at turn one. On turn two, two people ramp. One prayless and arcane signet. They cannot pay the one. You draw a card. Another person plays a rampant goth. Cannot pay the mana. You draw a card. Okay, that's one mana for two cards and a 1-1. One, one. That's cute. Good rate. That's approaching <laughs> yeah. power nine level. Goes around second round. Another the th- person that didn't ramp before plays Cultivate. They can't pay. You draw a card. Another person pays an opt, an opt and a three mana creature. Doesn't want to pay for the opt and can't because it wants to follow up with the creature. So you draw a card. Now, goes back to you. Cool. You just paid one mana to draw four cards. That is above power nine level. There is a card in the power nine. One mana. Instant. Target player draws three cards. You just broke that level 
on a 1-1. That's going to still do stuff. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> it is $22, so it's not budget. By the way, we are getting all these prices off of tcgplayer.com, just so you know, a reference. Um, it is $22, so it is obviously not budget. If you play Magic, like Magic, into it enough, have the money, pay the $20 for this card, because it is really, really good. Next, we're going to be moving on to Blue. So, Blue, we have a good amount of cards here, but Ramp first. So, the first Ramp card I'm going to be talking about is Midnight Clock. It's Blue and Two for a Artifact. And it says, tap it, add one blue. Tap two and a blue, add one counter, our counter, on Midnight Clock. At the beginning of each upkeep, put an hour counter on Midnight Clock. When the 12th hour counter is put on Midnight Clock, shuffle your hand and graveyard into your library. Draw seven cards, exile Midnight Clock. First of all, this is great, because say you just need like a reset, you have not very many cards in your hand. It's late game. You need an answer. You're starting to, you know, not, you know, you're not getting the cards you want. You just, 12th hour counter, you just boom and restart your hand. It's a great way to get a new set of cards, new opportunities, and it's just ramp as well. It has a blue. So it's a great way to get new cards kind of reset your graveyard as well so you can get those cards that were in your graveyard if you're playing blue which isn't a lot of graveyard stuff as well so you're getting the graveyard into your library as well which i think is great what do you think i think that is good um i think it's also important to to note that blue is main weakness is gotta be ramp it often leans on colorless artifacts like soul ring arcane signet fell warstone to get its ramp yeah. To be able to put this on a card that actually does something else. And it says at each upkeep. So that means every round, four upkeep counters. Or, sorry, hour counters. Which means in three rounds of the table, you will have that final effect. Which is, if you play it on turn three, going to be turn seven when it comes back to you. Yeah. Which is, uh, you're going to not be at that many cards, even in blue at that point. So, you exile it, shuffle your hand and graveyard into your deck, get a new hand, good. Great card. The next ramp spell we're talking about is Defiler of Dreams. It is two blue. I like the art in this card. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. It's kind of cool. It is. <laughs> it is two blue and three for four three flying creature Phyrexian Sphinx. Phyrexian. As an additional cost to this permanent spell, Wait, to a blue fine? permanent spell, I did. Okay. <laughs> you may pay two life. Those spells cost a blue less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect only reduces the amount of blue mana. The amount of blue mana you pay. Whenever you cast a blue permanent spell, draw a card. <laughs> I, I, That's I, naughty. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the last part, too, that just, like, icing on the cake. Yeah, well, it's, it's insane. So, pretty much, it's just like, oh, cool. Yeah, so, we give you mana for two life. This is known as Phyrexian mana. This completely broke the format. I think... Magic is trying to avoid it again because it was so good. Oh, yeah, cool. All your blue permanent spells pretty much just have Phyrexian mana. Oh, oh, we also want to make this card even better. Let's give you draw power on a creature with flying. Yeah, that's horrible, right? No, this is great, and it's not much money. Okay, so great card, very low price, $1, 
and 44 cents on TCG Player. That's the market price. I honestly think my favorite part of the card is the final part where it says when you... It's, like, spaced out. So it's, like, at the bottom, like, Wizards is just like, oh, we're just gonna add an extra broken effect to make blue permanence uh, spells draw a card when you cast them. It's like, jeez. You just... People will be scared and trying to destroy this once you get it out. Do note, lands do not count as blue permanents. First of all, spells, they're not spells. And second of all, all lands are colorless. If this ever comes up in your magic game, it is true. And cards like Wash Away, one blue and three for a sorcery, choose a color, return all permanents of that color to their owner's hands. Lands are colorless. You can't bounce them. All right. Next card. It is the simplest of simple names. It is called Counterspell. Its market price is pretty high. It's $2. Reason is, I think there are actually different arts that may be different different amounts of money. But it was just recently in Modern Horizons 2. It's about 2 bucks. The reason is, is because everyone wants it because it's a staple in every single blue deck. It's Counterspell, and all it says on it is just Counter Target Spell. Great. <laughs> Two mana just to counter something. Anything. This is pretty simple. So, enter triggers. This is the main reason this card is great. You have their reclamation stage. Two and a green for and a 2-1 for an elf shaman that says when it enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Oh, you don't want your bolus' citadel or your smothering tithe to go away. Huh. I'll counter spell. So, before it even hits the board, it has no enter yeah. trigger. Good. Also, it's removal. It's good. Only, only bad thing about this card is it's two mana so but two blue mana so if you're playing multiple colors are you gonna get that turn two maybe not also when you, people see you holding up two blue mana they know oh there's a counter spell coming like what else would you hold up two blue mana for so that's the only drawbacks of this card great staple not that much money um and yeah i also want to say it's even better than this in a sorcery deck you have opt if they don't play a good spell just good the next removal spell we're going to be talking about is Pongify. It is one blue for an instant, and it states, destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. Its controller creates a 3-3 green ape creature token. Its removal, it gives them a 3-3. You know, that's actually a little downside, but you're killing something better. It's it, like four bucks. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for an uncommon, $4 is expensive, but, you know... Budget is, we think, anything under $5, $6. So this definitely will fit your price range. I also think it's a great card because, um, you know, it's one mana. So you can get it out early if they have a threat. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's also an instant. So just, I would avoid playing sorceries unless they're exceptional. Um, yeah, so that just leads right into the next card that we're talking about, which is a sorcery. And is exceptional. We have Windfall, which is a blue and two for a sorcery that says each player discards their hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded this way. This is amazing because it allows you to completely restock. So if you're, you know, losing cards, you're down to two cards ish, and your opponents are just got two seven cards, and you're like, oh, I have this great idea. We'll pick three now to draw five cards. So yeah, and it's. Three mana, which is a rate, uh, just a great rate for a card like this. And other wheels, like Wheel of Fortune, 
is $170 and it's one red and two. Each player discards their hand and then draws seven cards. And that's a sorcery too. And comparing this to a $170 card, even if you're approaching its level, that's insane. Yeah. It's a great card, you know, not that much money. You can get, it's basically a cheaper version of Against of Fortune. And say you're behind, you have like one or two cards in your hand. Your opponent is just drawing cards. They're getting everything. You're feeling like, oh, I'm so far behind. Tap three, play this card, and you will get cards back from your opponents. And you just kind of get a reset, a little leveling out of the table. This card's also great in a graveyard deck because definitely, yeah, you're feeling your definitely. Graveyard. Also, if somebody's really far in the lead and you play Windfall, it's like, oh yeah, everybody has the same amount of cards as you now. And it's going to be a lot easier to take them down. So the next card we're going to move on to is Archmage Emeritus, which is two and two blue for a creature human wizard that has the effect Magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, draw a card. And it is a two-two. The key word in this is copy, which <laughs> is... This is kind of Magecraft was the first thing really allowing this to work uh, when on copy. So when you're playing effects that copy things, you get also cards. When you play an opt, you get another card. I mean, this is just an exceptional card. And it's like three bucks. So pick this up if you're ever building an instant sorcery deck. Or a deck with even a few instant sorceries, like maybe 20-ish. So like, oh, you play your cultivate, draw a card. Or removal, draw a card. Just a lot of options. This card is really good. Um, yes, definitely. And a lot of blue decks, obviously, you're playing instant sorcery spells so i think even in just a blue deck in general this card could be good because as long as you're playing you know a good amount of instant and sorceries you're gonna get this effect you're gonna get um you're gonna get those copies and you're you're gonna really that's twice the amount that you're getting before so that's two instead of one um and i think it's great exceptional um and yeah pick it up yeah pick it up all right so for the next section, we have the best budget staple in blue. Our opinion, you can have your own, but we think we have Narset Parter of Veils. It's two blue and a colorless for a legendary planeswalker. And it has five loyalty counters. And each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. Then subtract two loyalty counters. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a non-creature, non-land card from one of them. And put that card into your hand. Put the rest at the bottom of your library in any order. Okay. This card's great, first of all, because it's first ability. Opponents can't draw more than one card each turn. This card is great because there aren't a lot of ways to draw cards in Magic now. A lot of people are drawing lots of cards. Like we've said, there has been a lot of cards that we've even said in the budget section that are like, dang, those are really good cards. They're drawing you a lot of cards. Well, now with Norset, it's like really salty. You're putting on them. You can still draw cards. Your, your cards that are getting you, your, your cards that are giving you cards are still giving you cards. Um, but your opponents now can't draw cards, which you're going to find significantly over the course of two turns. You'll just see your opponents hands just kind of fizzle out and you're just building up your game suck you're getting a great board you're getting everything you need only three man as well and also it's, it's a minus two ability you can usually only use it 
twice. Usually you're only going to use it twice in a typical game at max. And looking at the top court card, blue again has a lot of non-creature spells. And you can get a lot of good cards from that. Um, and your opponents will be looking to get rid of this as soon as they can. Because first of all, it's not letting them draw cards. And second of all, you're just getting really good non-creature spells in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, the card selection is key on this card because there are other cards that say similar to it, just effect that's always applying. Like each opponent can't draw more than one card each turn. That's an already existing effect. And then sticking draw power onto it is exceptional. Um, we just talked about Windfall. This card is really good with Windfall. Yes. You play it, oh. then play Windfall. Your opponents go down to one card in their hand. And yeah, you go to seven, and they are completely screwed, and you have a great hand. So yeah, good. Do it with Windfall a lot, and you will win way too many games. Also, mm -hmm. it's uncommon. It's cheap. And in uh, decks like Atraxa, you're proliferating at your end step. More activations. Uh, especially just in like any Planeswalker deck, this card's even better. And it's already good. So yeah. Pick it up. It's pretty common. Your friend might have it. Trade your friend for it. Finally, our last card. Hope you've heard of it. I think this is a very salty card. It's called the Rhystic Study. It is two and a blue for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays one. This card, great. Again, non-budget. This is the top non-budget card. It is expensive. Um, so what I think makes this card great is, you know, most people in typical magic games wouldn't pay the one. They want to play out their turn. They want to get stuff down. And it's just, you're getting free card drop. Cast a spell, draw a card, cast a spell, draw a card. And they're just casting, they cast three or four things that turn. They're not going to be paying the one because they want to have a turn and they want to be able to play. But at the same time, every time it's like a regret and they're like, oh, there goes another card. And you're just building up your board, you're building up your hand. You're getting a lot, a lot of cards from this. Really good. What do you have to say? Uh, I think the key effect is uh, Storm decks. Again, oh, we yeah, already mentioned this. Yes. Uh, they cast a bunch of spells. You draw a bunch of cards. So it's really good against Storm decks. And I think we've been talking about cards that counter Storm decks because Storm decks are nuts. They're broken. Really they're <laughs> You can play them really with a lot of things. And play, it's a fun deck to play if you yeah, have the money. Go for it. Uh, but also, this hits the board. You're playing any game. You're going to get a lot of cards yeah. with this. And also, any deck play it. Yeah. Any it, deck. This, card, this card's insane. This card's great. Um, but mainly effects like, oh, I play an opt. I like this card opt. I yes. mentioned it a bunch. Uh, the new version <laughs> considers better, though. So if you can get that, get that. Um. But it just is drawing you cards, and if you're, um, if, tip, pay the one. It, it's, just pay the one. It's, you will pay the one, and you will be happy, unless you're, like, doing something well, big. No, well, just I feel like a lot of people make the mistake of not paying, like, pay the one, great. But, like, a lot of people, it's like, oh, but I want to cast this good card, I want to do this, and I want to do this, like, oh, just let them draw a card. And they kind of get lazy about it. But when it starts to build up, and you have those players like that, um... They just, they will draw and draw. And playing against this card, it's like, oh my gosh, I want to play the one. I want to pay the one. But then I don't want to pay the one because I want to get a board. So either way, even if they're paying the one, it's slowing them down. Yeah, it's insane. Also, uh, if you're playing enchantment, artifact, not land, permanent removal, kill this. 
This yes. is going to be Please. better than like every other card in the board. Like this is like and this is nuts. This is so good. Counter Kill this. It. Get as soon as you can. And you want make some politics up with your other players to get someone to kill this because like this will get really hot really fast. All right, next up, black. What is our first section for black? It is ramp. Ramp. Here we go. First card. It's called Dark Ritual. It's one black mana, and it reads, add three black mana to your mana pool. Um, it's cheap. It's great. You're just getting two mana. Turn one. Like, if you play black, you're just getting two extra mana. Like, what's not good about that? It's really good. Yeah. All right, play this in five color, too. This is insane. Oh. Five, four, three, two, one. Play it in everything. This and card, also CD tribal in every color. Yes. Um, really good. Uh, also, some people recently have been arguing that this is not ramp. This is called a ritual. Well, dark ritual. Yeah, it's a ritual. It doesn't give you mana on following turns, which is a little bit of a no-no. So ramp, but black has limited budget ramp, and we thought this was such a good card that this had to be mentioned. So this is why we put dark yeah. ritual. If you yeah. think it is not ramp, give it. Give us some. Give us some feedback. I, I feel like what what where else would we put it? There, like, would we have a section just for Dark Ritual? I feel like, yes, it's ramp. You're not getting it the next turn. So I, I would almost call it like temporary ramp. Yeah, rituals. Um, rituals. Next card is in ramp is Bonji's Monument. This is definitely ramp. It is three yes. colorless for a legendary artifact that says black creatures cost one less to cast. And whenever you cast a creature spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So make your spells cost less. That's ramp. Just got reprinted in the new Legends Matter deck, Legends Legacy. So it's a, a lot cheaper. It used to be over $5. Now it's somewhere around $3. So that's a nice jump in price. Um, what's also good about this card is the second effect. Whenever you cast a creature spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So sack decks, anything when you're playing a lot of creatures, white minis, something like that. I mean, even in a non-black deck, this card's pretty good. But you're playing black, you're playing a decent amount of creatures, and this card is nuts because... There is a two colorless card that says black spells cost one less to cast. That's like $30. This is one more mana and not as good, but also really good still. So good card. Yeah. Anything you got to say about it? Um, also turn three, you're getting maybe even turn two if you get good ramp. Um, black creature spells cost one less to cast. That's a great setup for the rest of the game. And it's an artifact. Um, there aren't a lot of things that can wipe out artifacts. There are some, you know, board wipes and stuff that could hit it. But I think you have yourself set up for the rest of the game. And it's just a great way to kind of get your board set up. And it's just getting you quicker, quicker into the game. Yeah, it's a little more naive than the other ramp that we've been talking about. Because it's only black creatures. But I think maybe even three color if you're going, I mean, also it's a little bit of money. So maybe not three color. Two color, this is good. Like any two color deck, even pretty high power. Uh, but recently I've been cutting this out of more more of my decks. So I think it might be one of those cards that's going to rotate out of the format generally soon. But still, if you're playing mono black, this, this card is never going to rotate out of mono black. This is insane. But two color, you know, it's getting a little bit more iffy. So if you don't want to put five, four, three, two dollars into a card that is maybe going to rotate out soon, I think you might not want to get this card. Have it though, play it. If you have it, play it. Definitely. Okay, so now we're moving on to the next section, which is draw. I like black draw. It's good. It, even normally, budget. Even budget black Even budget black draw. It's good black budget draw. Uh, normally it loses you life, and this card does lose you life. Uh, a black and two for a sorcery that says scar two, draw two, lose two. 
Um, yeah, this is good. It looks at four cards, or, you know, sometimes three or two. But yeah, scrying two, and then drawing two. Losing two is a small thing that's on a lot of black draw. So, do you have anything to say? Well, I just have to say, generally, cards that make you lose life are generally good in Commander. Because you have 40 life, you have a lot of life to work with. You're going to be losing life. That's where cards like Black Market Connections and... Shocklands. 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 And Fetchlands. And Tutor. Uh, Vampiric Tutor. Yeah, life is life, though. And if you can get in damage, get in damage. Okay. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Next card. Uh, very similar. Two black for a sorcerer. Oh, it's called Sign of Blood. Two black for a sorcerer that says target player draws two cards and loses two one. Again, exact same as last time. Two Good. mana. Two mana, even better, probably. But the sky is a little iffy, and it's too black. So again, a little iffy, but you know. Yeah. If you can, this card's a great rate. Just play it. I don't know. There's really nothing else to say. It's cheap. It's like 20 cents. Now, we're going to be moving on to the removal section. First card, this has been a big change in black. It is Feed the Swarm, one in the black, for a sorcery that says the sorcery creature or enchantment in opponent controls, you lose life equal to the permanent's converted mana cost. So, there have been a lot of two mana destroy a creature. That's very common in black. You can find that in instant, just better cards than this, and they don't lose you as much life. The key thing is enchantment. This is the first black enchantment removal of like a, for a long time. Like, this is insane. and maybe will be for a long time. Yeah, so this is key when they play their Rhystic Study or their Smothering Type. Enchantments are good, they're hard to kill. Um, this is the way to deal with them right now. Like, you're, you're really like. Loads of creature removal, it's the removal for creature color. Like, black is killed. Um, and this was able to, like, tick that dial up one more. It's like, here, you have more access to more stuff. And they've also had Planeswalker removal for a long time. Enchantment has just been not, there just hasn't been much of it. And it's really key for them to print a card like this that's not broken because it's losing you a good amount of life. It's a sorcery. But it, it's key. It matters. You really do need this card in most, yeah, if you're, not, decks if you're not playing white or green, this card is insane. If you're yes. playing white and green, it's still good. Yeah, it's like $1.30. Yeah, okay, cool. And um, again, life doesn't matter with two life early games to get something really good out. You know, you just, hey, bye, get that out, get that thread out. Everyone will appreciate you. Best Budget card. Blood Arts. Uh, this card just dropped an insane amount, too. Like, Bullish of Citadel. Double Masters reprint! Yep, it is a two-mana creature vampire that says whenever Blood Artist or another creature dies, target player loses one life, and you gain one life. It's an O1. Most people see this, and they're like, that's so bad. Zulaport Cutthroat. Zulaport Cutthroat is 20 cents. Why is this good? Why is this money? It's any creature. I think a lot of people see this, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. It's any creature. You kill their stuff. You're draining them. I mean, like, a creature dies from combat. You're draining them. Blood Artist is good in a lot of decks. It sees a lot of play. That's why it's expensive for an uncommon that just got reprinted. It's, yeah. it's putting itself out there in the world. It has been played for a long time. This card is old. And it's been good for so long because that effect is amazing. And reanimation. Sacrifice. Stuff is popular like that does this. And this is really just doing the best that you can. Definitely. If you have a vampire travel deck. Oh, yeah. Great card. This is a great card to get that out there turn two. Great card for vampire travel. Um, yeah. That's all I have to say. There's a new black and blue one. Forget what it's called. But yeah. Good in that too. Yeah. Good in Soren. I don't know. Whatever you're playing that's a vampire. Yeah. Play it. Next. Best. 
black card. Black Market Connections is two and a black for a enchantment. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, choose one or more. And then uh, create a treasure token. You lose one life. Draw a card. You lose two life. Create a three-two shapeshifter creature token with changeling. You lose three life. It's, it's exceptional. It's cartoon. It's insane. And it's going to rise. And it's it's just... It's going to get to a point in Commander where, like, this is ridiculous. This is going to get to, like, a Rhystic Study level. It's the Black Rhystic Study. It's... Yeah. yeah. It, it draws you cards. It gets you mana. Yeah. It gets you creatures. What more can you ask for? It doesn't draw you as many cards as Rhystic Study. I still think Rhystic Study can't spell better than this. But... but it, it's insane. I yeah. mean, I don't know. There's, there's getting, no downside. This card you're is getting a so little cool. bit of Rhystic Study and a little bit of Smothering Tides in the same card. And, you know, when in doubt, you need a 3-2 colorless shapeshifter with Changeling just for any deck. Um, yeah. Blue Through Life. Do like, it. exceptional. Play it in any black deck. I play it in my modified version of the Party Time deck. And I love it. It's won me a lot of games. Um, and, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's it for black. That's, that's, yeah, top five enchantments of all time. This is nuts. <laughs> all right, moving into green. We have ramp to start off. One of the most basic ramp cards in the format, maybe even in the game. Landlord Elves. It's a green for a creature elf druid. It's a 1-1, one, one, and it says tap it, add one green to your mana. This card's great. Um, it's just ramp. You're getting, you're playing it, and it's you're just getting, you're getting greens every turn, just tapping it, getting greens. You never tap with it. You just, and no one, no one will kill it usually because it's like, it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's just land more else. It's like killing a land. Yeah, not good. But it's good for you because no one will kill it, and it's just, you just, you're just getting mana from it. It's ramping you. Good ramp. Don't know what's so sad. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it gets caught in board wipes. This is the biggest downside oh. of all creature ramps, including Findhorn Elves, Findhorn Elves, or Elves cards, exceptionally similar to this. Findhorn Elves is the exact same. Yeah, that's just the main downside. Otherwise, you're probably not going to it's not going to get killed. It's good in Elf decks, especially it's an Elf and a Druid, both relevant creature types. That's really all we have to say. Next card. All right, next card we have Cultivate. Love this card. It's still in ramp. It's a uh, two and a green for a sorcery. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Reveal those cards. Put one on the battlefield, tap, and the other into your hand. Then shuffle. Great way. Three mana. Get two lands. You're just getting an extra land play. You're just basically getting another tapped land and another one in your hand. Great card. Um, it's been, over the years, it's been common, uncommon. There's even a version that's a rare just because of the art. Um, staple in every single green deck. Staple, I think, in every single deck. Straight, what do you think? I don't think so. Uh, I think this card is better in five color decks, but is also not good enough to be in five color decks because it has access to all of the best green ramp. But if you're playing true. budget, true, I think budget, I think it's good. Yeah, it gets you two different land types. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, you're probably, I don't know. I don't think you play this in green. I don't think this is good enough for just mono green. Yeah, like, no, I think it's, I think it's better in two, three color. I think that's a three, top three, three color, color, especially because you're getting two other. You already have a green out, obviously, because you play this and you're, say, you just have like three green or something or a green and a soul ring, and you're just getting a variety of lands. I don't, I think in, I think you're right in five color, non budget five color, not good enough because you're only getting two, you know, there's better stuff that you can play. 
Yeah. Because sure. five pillar, you know, obviously that's why Kendrick is so good because you can play every single card yeah. <laughs> that you want in non-binary. But sure. great card, three for um, two, three color, two color. Um, play it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Not really anything else to say about this card. Yeah. So next card we have is Beast Within. It is a grand two for an instant that states destroy our target permanent. Its controller creates a 3-3 green beast creature token. Targets anything, can target lambs. Again, don't do this, it's not smart. But it targets anything, creatures, enchantments, artifacts, planeswalkers, whatever you need to kill. Is a little downside that it's a 3-3 that yeah. gets life down quite quickly. But it's, it's just a good card. It's an instant. It's not much money. Just, I don't know. There's really nothing else to say. Yeah. Except, like, if you play this card and you're destroying land, you clearly should stop playing magic because you are clearly not good enough to play magic. Oh, yeah. Tap. That's basically just a. Unless one it's got his cradle. Or, like. Well, yeah, or unless it's a completely broken land. Yeah. But if it's just a basic land or even a trial or something. That's just tapping one play as three three. Basically, is what they're doing, okay. and you're playing three man. It, it's not. It's not a good jump. Jump. Yeah. Don't, no, I'm saying don't do that. Yeah, just. Don't. But what I'm saying, short term permit. If you have something better, if, if just go ahead, destroy their rhystic study, destroy their feathering type, destroy their um, also citadel. If you're playing budget, they're probably playing budget. So, like, better cards that we should have been saying this entire episode would be budget staples, which we've been listing. Yeah. Kill that stuff. Kill the stuff that we've been listing. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kill it. That's why we're listing it. Yeah. Next uh, card. Reclamation Sage. Woo. One yes. green and two for Rex Sage. It is a elf shaman that says when it enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact or enchantment. It's a two one. Uh. Yep. It's good. Uh. Yeah. It, enchantments are good. Artifacts are good. It puts it on a creature. You can block. You can reanimate it. You get enter triggers. Death triggers. Whatever you're doing, it's just good. I don't know. I think this card is much better than effects like disenchant. It's disenchant on a creature. Yeah. For one more mana. Well, good. If Do you it. ever noticed, a lot of the Togman budget cards that we're mentioning are are, are, are enchantments. Um, you can take them out. Yeah. So take them out with this card. You know, it's powerful against those really. Even if you're if they're playing against people. Who are playing non-budget decks? Yeah, it almost makes it better because you're getting rid of their really good stuff. To be completely honest, if you went and got all the staples that we listed, the draw, ramp, and removal, um, they're really good. And you might, if you had a good enough actual base. deck, this is the base we're talking about. This is how you get the best budget base. You went and got this, you'd have a great budget and set base. theme and something. Yeah. For for any color, you'd you'd make a really great deck. You you do a lot of great stuff. So I, I hope you agree with us and I and I hope I hope you think um all the cards that we're saying are you may not agree with like oh best overall card. I don't think it's Black Harbor Connections. Um yeah. I think the the base of this is really strong enough to compete with a much higher price table. So Everything is so efficient and so effective at what they do. I mean, I'm playing all of these cards in some of my better high-powered decks. Yeah. I mean, most of these, actually, are going in my best high-powered decks that I have. Um, up to, like, CDH Kinnon. Um, like, these are, some of these are going in there. This is, this is some good stuff that you, you can play. Um, you, you I, don't have to, it, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a good magic deck. You can you can spend $30, 40 50 on a deck. 
that that's that's good enough to buy some really good magic cards in themselves. You don't you can compete compete with some of these better decks, um, more expensive decks with just a budget deck with the cards that are grabbing you. Some cards of your own, build a base, and, and it's a great way to start a budget deck. Yeah. So these are really key cards. And the next card is also extremely key if you're playing a lot of decks. It's Eternal Witness. This is the best budget card in our opinions. That's not ramp, removal, or draw. Yes. Uh, it's two green and one for a creature human shaman. That has a two one that says, when it enters the battlefield, return target card anything from your graveyard to your hand. Great card. Reanimate. It's like reanimation. Boom. In a creature. In a three mana creature. Yeah. Uh, again, like Rex Sage, reanimation is pretty strong. Um, and there are two drops that do it. Regrowth. The says it's text, um, except it's a two mana sorcery. This is one more mana, and you get a two one. Yeah. Exact same reasons as, um, Rex Sage, why this is good. It is on a creature. You reanimate it, death triggers, enter triggers, you get them all, plus you get card backs. This is insane in sack. This is, this is a really good sack card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. It's good. This is the best green card in our opinion. And the fourth enchantment. Or green staple. Green staple. Green staple. But yeah. Actually, green no, just green card. Uh, but yeah. Uh, this is the fourth enchantment in a row that we said the best card. No, you get it. Those enchantment removal cards that we've been talking about that are budget, this is why they're good because they can destroy cards like this. Yeah. We've talked about Rhystic Study and Black Market Connections and Smothering Ties. Now we're going to mess it up in library. Another enchantment. Green and one. At your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do, Choose two cards in your hand drawn this way. For each of those cards, either pay for life or put that card on top of your library. So, number one, you're filtering through your deck a lot faster. You're looking at two extra cards. That's already pretty decent. If you have effects like Fetch Lance, I know this is an expensive card, so, you know, like 50 bucks. If you're playing this card, you're probably having Fetch Lance. This card is really good because you're filtering through your deck faster. You're getting to look at two more cards each turn, and... Yeah, if you want to pay the life, you are going to get more cards in your hand. It's a lot of life. Four life is... This is noticeable. Um, four life for one card is actually not the greatest rate. But doing this multiple times, having the choice to do it, and then if you put them back and you don't like them, and you're probably, if you have played this, you're playing like Effect Lands, we're probably soon going to do an episode on mana base, and we're going to be talking about Effect Lands. Good lands. They're good. Uh, you yeah. can crack them, shuffle your library, look at next new cards next turn, it's filtering out your draws. I mean, this card's great. I don't know. It's an enchantment. It's two mana. It's it's really it's this card's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Um, Edson put it great. Um, you are paying for life, so that is noticeable. But it is going to be early game, so maybe this is the first time you've gotten drained of your life total. So you may be at 36, 34, 30 life. But great card. Good to get you started off. Filters through your deck. And we weren't saying, like, oh, you know, it's a lot of life. Pay this life very often. I'd say oh, yes. Normally. Especially early game. Early game. I mean, even if you're at low life, this is really like, and don't do it when you see three lands and you're like, oh, but I want the lands. No, don't get the lands. That's stupid. What the heck are you doing that for? Cultivate is for that. <laughs> that is true. This is what cultivate. It's like 25 cent card is for. Not a $50 silver library. Use it wisely. It's a lot of money. You don't want to waste it. Yeah. Use it to the maximum ability. Pay the life when you need the things. For our next section, we're going to be talking about draw. The first card we have for draw is Return of the Wildspeaker. It's, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's one green and four 
for an instant. Choose one. Draw cards equal to the amount of greatest power among non-human creatures you control. Non-human creature, uh, non-human creatures you control get plus three, plus three until end of turn. Great late game because um, it's either draw power or you're using the plus three, plus three, all your features. Green, not really known for humans as much, known for non-humans. Yeah. So if you're playing, what do you think? Why green best for this? I, I don't know. This card is really good in, in any deck. Um, you're always going to have non-human stuff out. I mean, yeah. unless you're playing human tribal. We don't play this in human tribal. Uh, yeah, human tribal has great draw power itself. So, uh, cause like tribe cards, there's draw power. Um, so yeah, it's pretty good. It is a way to win the game. Plus, it is. three is big for five mana. I think this is actually best probably in green, black elves where you're playing lows to the ground stuff and you can all pump them all, win the game. Your commander's probably four to five mana. So five mana, five cards. Also, great rate. Yeah, that is a great rate. Great rate. Um, I think that's it for this card. What's next for draw? The next card we have for draw is Beast Whisper. Uh, it is two green and two for a elf druid, two, three. That says whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. This you play in Humor Travel. Yes. You play in a lot of creatures, you draw in a lot of cards. You draw in a lot of cards, you win in the game. Yeah. You win in the game, you're doing good. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of magic to win the game. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Really good. It is. This is an exceptional rate. Even in, like, not creature devoted decks, exceptional in Animar. Animar, this card oh, is. definitely. Whooping booty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really good in Animar. It's really good in green. I mean, really, in most colors, this card is good. Also, it's an elf. Guess what? Yeah. This is good in elf, elf tribal. Elf druid. Elf druid. That's the noticeable creature types. Um, yeah. So I have an honorable mention for green draw. It was a little hard to pick two because green actually has some really good draw recently. Um, it's harmonized. It is two green and two for sorcery that says draw three cards. Yeah. So yeah, this card is good. It's a good rate. Four for three. It's good. It's a sorcery. So, I mean, this card's really been played for a long time uh, since it got printed in pretty much every single color, uh, even five color. So, it, I don't know. It's just a good rate. Three yeah. mana for two cards. Not as good of a rate. This is Divination. This hasn't been played as much. But really getting three cards, that is a noticeable effect. And I think this is even better in non-creature stacks when you're getting even more value. Unlike Beast Whisper, when you're just drawing cards um, from creatures. So, don't do non-creature stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, this card, this card's great. Moving on to red. Uh, this section has been upgraded a lot in the past couple of years, um, including just as well. We're not going to actually talk about that card today, but yeah, this card, that card's exceptional. Um, and it's kind of ramp. So, we're going into the ramp section. First card we're talking about is one red and three. It's called Storm Kill Artist for a creature, dwarf shaman. That says it gets plus one oh for each artifact you control, which is relevant. And it says, Magecraft, whenever you cast a copy of your sorcery spell, create a treasure token. It's a 2-2. We've already talked a little about Magecraft. Um, we've said how good it is. This yeah. is also good. You're getting treasure. You're getting mana. You play an opt. Again, love this card. It's just the most... Opt is just useful. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's kind of the uh, cantrip uh, sort of card that just comes to mind. Like, Rainstorm, things like that work too. Uh, you know, dump that opt. Uh, so you play up for one mana, scribe one, draw a card, and then you create a treasure. So it's actually zero mana. Zero mana 
for opt is good. If you can actually just take out cards from your deck, your deck's just better. If you could play a five card deck, you would win yeah. every single deck. Oh, definitely. So when you're able to pretty much take out cards from your deck by using opt and get an additional scry one, woohoo! Uh, it's really good. And it gets bigger if you don't stack the treasures. It is relevant in artifact decks in general. Maybe not as good as it is in a spell slinger deck, but still really essential. It's 2 2 for 4, not 3. But, you know, it's 4 mana. It's really good value in ramp. Oh, great. And is it? What do you think? Definitely. Yeah. Is it spell anything? It's a sorcery. That's kind of what is it's done for. There are a lot of great instant sorcery cards that are a lot of, not a lot of mana. And you're just. You know, they're kind of making those cost one less to cast with that treasure token that you're creating. And it um, counts colored mana, which is the big thing. There's a lot of cards that are like two mana, two, two, uh, for a red and a blue that says instant yeah. sorcerers cost one colorless less to cast. This is yeah. treasures. They tap for any mana. So if it's not one colorless less to cast, so that means like stuff like opt, that wouldn't work. Like, but this is just creating a treasure, which is just making cost one anything you cast, which I think is a great bonus. Plus a little text on the top, plus one, plus zero for each artifact you control. I've seen this card turn into like a 22 if you get it trampled really? and they've won the game off of it. Uh-huh. It's really relevant because you go and cast a bunch of instant sorceries when you have a lot of mana, and then you just kill somebody. Yeah. It, it matters. Well, don't underrate a big fat thing. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, definitely. Um, Great card. Not that much money. Well, it's like... Four, three, four bucks. Um, it's on the line of budget, but this card is so exceptional yeah, that we well, really had to talk about it. It, it depends what you say uh, for budget. You yeah. know, if, you, if, if obviously to some people, ten dollars is budget. To us, ten dollars isn't budget. To us, six, five dollars is kind of a limited budget. Yeah, that's. And I think that's for most general magic players. And when you're getting into magic, you don't want to really spend ten, no. twenty, thirty dollars on a single magic card. You want to be going as cheap as possible because. Say you just are not interested in magic anymore. I would hate for that to happen because more magic players in the community, which makes magic more popular, is always great. But say then you're like, uh, I don't want to play magic as much anymore. Like that's just a big waste of money to be like, oh my gosh, I love magic for one month and just find like rich study and then your bank's like, oh, no more money. They're like, ah, I don't like magic anymore. Like, yeah, you want to be spending cheap amount of money for good cards. Oh, the next card is way better than its price would tell. It is two red and three for a sorcery. It says add a red to your mana pool for each tapped land your opponents control. It's called Mana Geyser. This is insane. I mean, this is late game. It's it's five mana, so you're playing it late it's, game. Oh, it's nuts. It's the amount of ramp that people have and the amount of lands that people have turn five, turn six. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's going to get you three, four. It's going to get you a lot, man. Some of my worst losses have been because of this card. If somebody plays this on turn five, and I'm playing, like, green, red, landfall, I have, like, ten tapped lands. My other opponents have five tapped lands each. Gets 20 mana. Goes and casts two Eldrazi's. And I'm crying that night because I just got whooped. I mean, that is so five for 20 mana. What the heck? I mean, that's breaking, that's breaking, breaking. barriers. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so this card's kind of just nuts, and you cry a lot because of this card. Um, and there's one way that makes this even better. It is, 
It is Leyland Tyrant. It is two red and two for a creature dragon. Why did I even read the creature part? Um, for, for a dragon, it's a 4 4 and it has fly. Here's the important text. You don't lose unspent red mana as steps and phases end. That means at the end of your turn, you don't lose the red mana, which means the next turn, you can use the red mana that you just gained four or five. And when the turn dies, you may pay any amount of red mana. Whatever you, well, whatever you do, it deals that much damage to any target. There are two cards you've won the game. Like, there's no avoiding it. Yep, uh, that's time for notes. Um, you mean you probably do just win the game anyway, but... If Still, you don't it's just icing on the cake for, in case you don't win game next turn, this turn you're gonna win next turn, so. Yeah. And another card that's very similar to this is Krufix, God of Horizon. It is a legendary enchantment creature, so you can play this as a commander, but it does not have red in it. It's three, a green and a blue for a four summon, and it says as long as your devotion indestructible. to, and it has indestructible, because it's like not icing on the cake. Yeah. Makes it even better. Woohoo! Uh, it says, as long as your devotion to green and blue is less than seven, it isn't a creature. It says you have no maximum hand size. More icing on the cake. Big mana decks. This is why it's good. If unused mana would empty from your mana pool, that mana instead becomes colorless. So, Leyline Tyrant, it's only red mana that you don't lose. But, this, but that's good. That's synergizing exactly. with the card that we just talked about. Mana guys are, this is, this is the best synergy. It's less mana. It has a payoff way. Definitely better with Mana Gosser. This card, also love it though. Uh, because it, it's green, blue, and you ramp a lot. And then you use that mana to add up to your next turn. Which then you use till your next turn. And those are your next turn. And so, hopefully by then you've won the game. Because yeah. you should. It has indestructible. It's hard to kill. You're just not going to lose this mana. And no maximum hand size. Cool. Even better. Yeah. Great card. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how is this not great? <laughs> yeah, alright. Argue with me. Next section is removal. Red is also really good like this. It is one red and one for an instant that says choose one. Deal three damage to target creature or destroy an artifact. It's called red. It is an instant as well. Yeah. So, it kills creatures, it kills artifacts, it's two mana, it's an instant. No. It's and good. It's cheap. And it's, it's like good. eight cents. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really cheap. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's all you gotta say. <laughs> Next card. This card is Interesting compared to that card. Uh, this is Chaos Warp. It is a red and two for an instant that says the owner of target permanent shuffles it into their library, then reveals the top card for their library. If it's a permanent card, they put it onto the battlefield. So this is a little bit of a funny card. It doesn't go into their graveyard, which is a good thing. Yes. Because they can't reanimate it. Reanimation is good. That's why we talk about it a lot. Um, but it goes into their deck. Which means they can redraw it. But some decks, what are you gonna get more? Reanimate or redraw? Like, yeah. Um, but also, the funny line is then they reveal the top card of their library. If it's a permanent, they put it onto the battlefield. So you just took away a permanent and they get a permanent. This isn't insane, right? They're normally like cards like a Beast Within that we just have recently talked about. Uh, it gives them a 3 3. This is normally gonna be worse than a 3 3 unless they're playing an Eldrossi deck. And then, you know, not as good. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. But the Eldrazi have instructable. You can't destroy them. This actually can. Okay, so maybe it's better than Beast Within in that situation. Uh, but what can happen, and has happened once to me, is you shuffle it into your deck, you do a little cutting from the opponents, and then they flip the card, and it's the exact same card. 
That's that's just a waste of three mana. And a card. Well, that was like the luckiest. That's like a one in a hundred and something chance that that's going to happen. I know, like one in seven. But yeah, it's low. It's hard to happen. It's really funny when it does. And it makes a laugh at the table, which is really what Commander's all about. But yeah, it's good. It's probably better than Beast Within against most tables. Yeah, it's red. It's removal. Turks, anything. All right, next up for our next draw, we have Reckless Impulse. It's a red and a colorless for a sorcery. Exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next tur- turn. You may play these cards. Why is this card good? Um, so I really like Impulse Draw. It is becoming bigger and bigger in Commander oh, today. Yeah. Uh, they've been printing more things, and recently one of the top commanders for a long time has been Prosper. It's all about Impulse Draw. This card's insane in Prosper. Yeah. Play it in Prosper. Um, but also, Impulse Draw, some people have thought of as not draw. It doesn't actually increase your hand size. It doesn't draw you cards. But what it is doing is it is filtering through those top two cards and say you just want to play something late game, maybe you have enough mana to play something big. You, you It's basically like scrying two and then playing one. Like, usually one or two of them. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think this is better than that. I think this I think this is on par with draw, really, at this point. In yeah. Commander, yeah. the mana curve has gigantically dropped. Definitely. Oh. I think the average mana curve in a deck, it's mid-spot, if you rounded everything out, is around probably 2.5-ish. Probably used to be around 4, 3.5. And that's a big drop. So when you play this turn two... Because they're printing cards that are just less mana and good. Yeah, they're just more... That's why why the cards are good. It's because they're less mana. Exactly. It's just more effective rates. Um, So normally, I think, even if you play this on turn two, you're probably... You know, you have a decent chance of hitting a land. 40% chance. Oh, man. And that's great. Because now you just get a land. Boom. And And then one of those other cards you can get some. Assuming that you hit a land... And another card, you're probably going to be able to play both of them. Two mana yeah. for two cards. You know, that's good. Um, if you can't cast it, okay, it's fine. Move on. Red has exceptionally limited draw power. This is also why Wheel of Fortune is 170. Because Red's draw has been so limited for so long, that's why I like the reprint Wheel of Misfortune, one of the most complicated magic cards. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's we, I Like, you need to dedicate a whole episode to that one card. Because it, it's goofy. <laughs> it's, yeah. really, it's really, like, it's just goofy. Um, so. Like, honestly, don't play it in your magic deck because it will take two hours to explain to all your opponents what is happening. Yeah, unless you're playing an advanced group. So really, it's not a good party. Even though it's $4, you're only playing it in an advanced table. Where people... Point. And, and, and is, then again, is magic about just the winning? No, it's about the having fun, the talking with your friends. And if you don't want to spend in deep conversation, like 30 minutes explaining this one card. Yeah, not fun. Um, But yeah, so I think this is probably one of the best rates for Impulse Draw. Um, and it has Impulse in its name, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the next card we're going to be talking about is, in my opinion, insane. It's yeah. the best budget red card. It is Vandalblast. It is one red for a sorcery that has overload for a red and four, which means you target all of the targets that are possible instead of just one. Which is really good. And That's says, why like cards like Damn are really good. Yes. And it says destroy target artifact and opponent controls. 
So this really reads, you're overloading this pretty much every time. Destroy all artifacts your opponents control. Five mana. Yeah. This this is nuts. Uh, you kill mana rocks. You yeah. kill utility artifacts. You kill bolus's citadels. Yeah, that's a nice add-on. Um, <laughs> you, you kill a lot of stuff. This card it kills treasures now, which has been. I think this is another thing that we're really gonna have to talk about more in other episodes. Treasures. It has become such a big part, part of, of magic. magic. Treasures are. They're printing more and more. The card that we're about to talk about is all about treasures. They're printing more and more cards that generate treasures. Yeah, and they have made them better and better. Oh, the next card, you probably heard it is already. Um, but it, yeah, treasures have been really influential to magic now, and cards that are destroying non-land permanents with mana value 2 or less have become much better because of this, because tokens have zero mana value. Yeah, um, that's pretty much all you have to say. Yeah, it wins you games. It makes other people lose the game. Definitely. It, it's, it's just good. Okay. Not as good as this next card, though. This next card is nuts. Alright, now we're talking about the best staple in, in red. Oh my gosh. You probably already guessed it from the hints. Its name is Darkside Extortionist. Oh my gosh, I love this card. And I, I think it may be... Oh, I don't want to... I don't know. It's not underpriced. It's not under... No, not underplayed. Underpriced. Well, this is the thing. Now that we're talking about magic prices, <laughs> magic prices are kind of nuts because there are other formats than Commander. Um, Commander, in my opinion, and I think his opinion, yeah. are, is the most fun, it's the most conversational, it's the most relaxed. You get to do some stupid stuff. You also have a lot of politics. It's, you know, you get four people instead of just two. And that's why we decided to do a podcast on Commander because it's a, it's a great format. It's a great, fun format with politics, which adds so much more to the game. And yeah, so... Maybe it's not underpriced, but there are some cards that are overpriced. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that's mainly the reason. But also, cards have less printing, which makes them go more up a lot. Uh, if they have, if they're older cards in general, they're more money. Like even because some- you can't access like packs, like you can't go to your local magic store and be like, "Oh, can I get like an M12 pack, please?" Yeah, it's a little, it's a little harder to get those. Um, so that just makes those cards. Rise in price. They haven't been reprinted this often. They're harder to obtain. That's general the price thing. This card just got reprinted in Double Masters 2, which actually did like didn't drop its price much, but it's gonna help it not rise as much. Yeah, uh, yeah, take it away. So it is a one red and one colorless for a goblin pirate. It's a one-two. And it says when Dockside Extortionist enters the battlefield, create X treasures. X is the number of artifacts or inch and not or and enchantments in opponent's control. That's like Soaring, Arcane Signet, Ristic Study, what else? There's a lot of stuff. Mana Rocks. Oh, mana Rocks, any Mana Rock. Like, even if you're playing this turn two, what, you're getting like three treasures? Crap. All, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, because all, four, all three other people. I'd say two treasures. Two? Because but even then. Because there's Rampant Growth, Land or Realms, Creatures, and Instant Sorcery apps really popular for a long time. Mana Rocks have become better and better and better and better, which is kind of stupid. They need to stop printing them because they're so much better than other ramp. Yeah. Uh, this makes this even better. And Bandle Blast, the card we just talked about, even better. But I think this is probably one of those cards like Mana Geyser that you play this on turn 5 and you just go out and win the game that turn. Yeah. Well, it is low mana, so you could be able to play something else with those treasures that you just created. Then you, play, you play it turn 5, let's say. Play it turn 5. You have, let's say, 4, four mana. 
you have yeah four ish more now uh and you get maybe seven eight treasures <laughs> yeah that's so good two for eight mana yeah that's really good you will notice rituals in general are good uh yeah so then you go out you play another thing you have treasures you have artifact value it's even better but it's kind of just not any just play a bunch of stuff also the biggest thing about this, in my opinion, it's a creature. It's reanimatable. That's kind of like, it goes infinite with Kenra in the sack. Oh, it. yes, definitely. Because you just create treasure that he has Kenra's ability. Yep. Kenra's ability is a, its final ability is a black and four. Turn target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, for actually from any graveyard. So this allows you, if you have a sack outlet, you will sack it to, for example, Astronaut's Ultra. Uh, adds two colors to your mana pool. Doesn't even matter. You, Return it to the battlefield uh, with Kenrith's ability because it just made a bunch of treasures, like let's say seven or so. Uh, then you have seven treasures. You sacrifice it. Then use five of those treasures to return it to the battlefield. Use this as much as you want to generate infinite treasures, infinite mana, infinite winning. Yeah, uh, this card is like, I, I, if they print anything close to this again, magic will just be like exploding. It is crazy. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. black market connection's close, but this card, um, I actually, funny story, I get this mixed up with Ragavan, another great card, more expensive, it is one mana. Oh, that's, actually, it's, it's just, more, it, no, like, it's, it's like a monkey, isn't it? It's a, oh, you're right, it's a uh, monkey fire. Uh, but, like, it, it's still, it's like, I get these two mixed up, they're different, but we're not going to talk about, we could just be, keep talking forever, honestly. Ragavan is $70 because in modern it is the best card or one of the best one cards. of the best cards in modern it's draw and ramp it's harder to hit in commander yes. uh, and turns out to be kind of useless on turn four but yeah pretty much it thank you so much for listening to this episode of synergy the commander show hope you all enjoyed our opinion on the best budget staples in commander we really enjoy talking about that and we will be releasing on Mondays at 6 a.m. Pacific time, if you didn't already know. Make sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast player and leave a review below. That's all for today. See you guys in the next episode.